0: Three, two, one, and we are back, Julie. I really adore this topic because this topic is all about really drilling down on how to have meaningful conversations that lead to meaningful pre-qualification, which then leads to appointments and agents then helping people make money.
1: That's right. Now, most agents get through this. The first struggle is just getting yourself on the phone. And for some agents, that takes them longer than others. But let's make the assumption that you now are actually making contacts. A contact is a conversation with a decision-making adult about real estate. Well, now what do you how do you turn those scripted conversations into more meaningful, more fluid and more fruitful conversations. So how do you turn conversations into appointments and then appointments into transactions? The first point is eliminate the use of I, me, my, or mine from your speech, unless you're apologizing. Then you use I as part of owning the situation. But stop using I, me, my, or mine for everything. One of the uh, easiest ways that people fall into this is somebody will be telling you a story. Maybe they'll describe their real estate situation. And you instantly go into, well, that's just like the time that I. This is a conversation foible that a lot of people get into. You'll see yourself doing that at parties, talking to your center of influence. It's just like when I... Well, it's not just like when you. Don't make it about you all the time. Eliminate I, me, my, or mine 90% of the time.
0: If that's the only point you get from today's podcast, (laughs) trust me when I tell you guys that is incredibly powerful. Here's a little fun test for yourselves. Try to avoid using personal pronouns, the I, me, my, right? Just try to eliminate them from any conversation you have the rest of the day. And you will be shocked how frequently your... Frankly, your speech patterns and your ego always root back to wanting to make you the focal point of every single conversation. And if you want to know why some people have that certain genese qua, that it factor, why is everyone so, you know, why is Bob the person that everyone gravitates towards? Why is it that people think that Bob has that certain aura about him? It's because, either probably consciously, Bob has eliminated the use of personal pronouns and does not talk about himself always listens to what the other person is saying, not just listening uh, for a pause in what they're saying so he can then flip the conversation and make it about himself. And the first step to realizing that you're guilty of that cuz you probably are, maybe some of you aren't, but most of you are cuz it's become normalized to have this narcissistic approach to life, just look to see how frequently you use personal pronouns in your speech patterns and then stop doing it. And then what do you fill that, you know, that gap with? Asking, listening and then asking questions about what they just told you.
1: Yes, that's right. So point number 2, listen more than you speak. Record some of your conversations when you're doing lead follow-up, calling past clients, or prospecting expired sellers, for example. What percent of the time are you speaking versus the other person? There are many apps for this. Uh, My coaching clients use Tape A Call. There's an app that's actually called Tape A Call. It's easy to use. But make it all about the other person every time. Be fascinated by their situation instead of being impatient to close for the appointment. When you're impatient, you're not really listening. You've got to listen more than you speak. And this is something you do actively have to train yourself into doing. I was just listening to a Jeb Blunt uh, thing where they were talking about in all sales they have a rule because they, they train not just you know real estate people but salespeople. It's the 80-20 rule. You should strive to have the other person speak 80% of the time. And eliminate your speech down to at least twenty percent of the time.
0: Again, guys, if here's just if you wanna go back to the example of why does Bob have that special, you know, thing about him. It's because he takes the time, he listens to what the other person is saying, how does he uh, show that he's listening, he actually will then repeat, and I'm not talking in LP here, just natural language uh, patterns, when you're listening, you repeat back to what somebody said, and then you ask them questions about what they just said. Mm -hmm. I know for some of you, it's going to, because I've been coaching agents for a billion years, it's going to feel contrived, it's going to feel fake, it's going to feel forced, that's okay, do it anyway. And you'll discover quickly what happens is that people will start being more attracted to you because you made them feel important. Now, think about what I just said. When was the last time you had a conversation with anybody where you weren't just basically feeling like they were looking at sort of their conversation conversational hourglass waiting for you to finish talking so they could just start, you know, steering everything back to themselves? versus somebody who actually took the time, listened to what you had to say, asked follow-up questions. It is shocking. It'll be shocking if you think about that because then you'll realize that maybe if you're lucky, your mom or your spouse, uh, probably your dog, are the only ones that actually listen to what you have to say. Everybody else is always trying to think about themselves, talk about themselves, make it about themselves. Become the person that's not like that. Then you will become a magnet for all things that you want in life.
1: It's actually very powerful when you learn to do it. And you're right. When you first are working on it, it does feel awkward, but you have to power through that because the more you do that, the easier it gets.
0: Well, it's actually the most powerful tool for anybody who's introverted like you and I are. Yes, Mm -hmm. Julie and I are introverts. It's very powerful for introverts uh, because introverts are often the ones that have the the hardest time having conversations in social environments. Mm -hmm. Well, that's your cheat code right there. You don't have to have anything other than your ability to listen and ask questions on what people just told you.
1: Get them to talk about themselves. Get them to talk about their situation. What are their wants? What are their needs? Get them talking about real estate. You well, know? it's the
0: Ford thing, right? Yes. So when you're in a group of people or just meeting somebody for the first time, uh, you again, I know it's going to feel weird at first because you maybe haven't done this and all your friends and family don't really practice any sort of discipline around not making it about themselves. Well, you're going to be the exception. Ford is Family, Occupation, Recreation, Dreams. Now, Julie and I did not create Ford as I just presented it to you. It's been around forever, but so many of you have never heard that before, so I'm going to say it again. When you're meeting somebody for the first time or in a group of people, the first thing you want to talk with them about is their family because everybody wants to talk about family. Then after that conversation starts to wane, which by the way, it very rarely will, then you can move to talking about occupation, what they do for a living. And then if you are then still having conversations and the person just says, I have no family, I have no kids, I have no dog, I have no fish. And okay, great. You're obviously interesting. So what is it you do for a living? I am a, a AI accountant <laughs> right okay I mean you're not gonna blaze yeah. through Ford. No. very rarely do you get to recreation now some people will want to skip right to recreation and that's fine you know asking about your hobbies and whatnot but the point is is you want to make it about them even yes. if they're asking you out of being polite about your family about your occupation about your recreation about your dreams answer them concisely and then pivot the conversation be about them always about the other person
1: Yes, and it doesn't have to be exactly F O R D every time you run into somebody, because after a few conversations, you're going to know about their family. The example would be this morning talking to Nick in the gym. Right? We already know him. We know his wife. We know about his kids. Their kids go to school with our kid. So what? What we went right to recreation. You did did, without even knowing. You asked him what they're looking forward to doing this summer. That's recreation, okay? And that caused conversation. You were making it all about him. He said all of these uh, interesting and places we'd never even heard of. So then that caused more conversation, right? So it becomes organic at a certain point. Get good at it. And
0: we we didn't even talk about ourselves. Uh, In addition to that, we did not feel in any way, um, you know, harmed by not having had to talk (laughs) about ourselves. I was genuinely interested in where we was going and you know, that I didn't need for him to be, there was no egotistical need for me, uh, For him to be interested in where we were going it's not competitive exactly and some of you (laughs) have gotten into these bad behavioral patterns Mm -hmm. and you wonder why your only sort of your world is very small and the same the people like here's another fun thing this is a totally different topic but it is interesting when you're teaching and we haven't done this in ages too when you're teaching the uh, disc stuff and one of the questions you ask yourself are all your closest friends or maybe even your family members exactly like you that means you're not versatile That means that you're only able to actually communicate, uh, appeal to people that are just like you. Well, how big is your life and how many more people can you help? How much more money can you make? If all of a sudden you figure out how to be essentially, uh, you know, be communicative with other people, no matter what their personality styles are. Very powerful, very, very Mm -hmm. effective combining with the fact that you're making it all about them. You combine those two things throw some Ford in there, and then you've got something that will be a lifelong companion to even if you're, uh, in terms of getting yourself out of awkward social situations, frankly. That's true too. Or making it so that you have that extra special thing that sellers will want to, you know, Obviously, gravitate towards. You meet a seller. You meet them for the first time. You never. You don't talk about yourself the least amount of time. You used our pre-listing pack. They know about you. They know about your marketing plan. They know about everything. And you're there to be of service to them. Versus what most agents do. They show up, and it's the all about me presentation. Mm-hmm. Me being the agent, right? It's all here's me and my dog. Here's me and my awards. Here's me and this. Me and the that. They don't really care. They want to know that you care about them.
1: Exactly. Okay. Point number three, ask good questions. Those are scripted questions. All that is, is organized questions leading you to the result, which would be ideally the appointment, but ask good questions and listen to the answers. Use pre-qualifying scripts so that you'll find what the prospect's motivation and time frame actually are, but you won't get there if you ask and then jump on their answers so that you can get back to yourself. Now, there's a great quote by the author Roy Bennett that goes like this quote, uh, listen with curiosity, speak with honesty, act with integrity. The greatest problem with communication is we don't listen to understand, we listen to reply. When we listen with curiosity, we don't listen with the intent to reply. We listen for what's behind the words. That is a whole other level of conversation.
0: That's such a killer quote. And something along those lines, when you're following our proactively generation uh, system, and you're, let's, let's say you're Communicating with a, a seller an expired listing, you have no sort of connections, no center of influence, no past client. This is you first time with that particular seller, and you're actually asking them questions. and It's a scripted approach. It's a conversation that's designed to lead to the outcome of you knowing more about them. and You ask it, that whole communication process. The reason it's so effective is because you've shown sincere interest in helping them. How have you proven that you've shown sincere interest? By the questions you're asking them. What is a script? A script is nothing more than a bunch of questions that are written in a specific order that lead to a desirable outcome, which is the seller getting their home sold and you being the listing agent. You guys get it? These things all go part and parcel. And if you're struggling, or if you're finding yourself stuck on the hamster wheel of buying business and buying leads, it's probably because a lot of this stuff, you know, frankly, that we're sharing with you, you've never heard before. You've never—it's never even uh, occurred to you that there is something different about the people that are really successful in life. Not just real estate guys, across all, you know, essentially the time-space continuum. No matter what the industry is, every single person that people will remember forever had these same particular qualities. Otherwise people wouldn't have been attracted or wanted to listen to what they say. No one's going to want to listen to what you say unless unless you are essentially earned the right to to communicate with them because you've shown that you're somebody that they want to be associated with. That's as a friend. That's as a, you know, frankly, as a listing agent.
1: Absolutely. Well put. So point number four, don't be so anxious to say the next thing. When you're jumping in to say the next thing, you can't listen to the current thing, which is what's important to your prospect. You can take a breath by saying things like, tell me more about your situation or paint me a picture or ideally, how does your real estate play out for you? Tell me more about your situation. Get them to talk more so you can take a breath and think about where you wanna go next. But don't be so anxious to just jump on the next thing. When you do that, you're not really hearing what their current thing is and that's where they are in their head. That's what they're focused on. They're telling you what's important to them.
0: And when you're following our conversation outlines aka scripts and somebody asks something or says something a seller don't assume that that needs to be addressed urgently or immediately or maybe even at all what they just said because oftentimes they didn't even necessarily think about what just you know spewed from their mouths they're just saying things they'll just and mr seller listen i appreciate you asking me that Um, Let's address that after I've gone through what we have to talk about. You know, based on let's circle back to that. Let's circle back to that, and then they won't. And it's not like you're just ignoring them. You're acknowledging what they just said, Mm -hmm. Mr. Seller. I appreciate you asking that question. Let's circle back to that in a bit, and then they'll be satisfied. They won't remember what they said, or you're just going to constantly playing whack a mole with conversations in sales environments where you're going to go from this to this, this to this, this, and you're never actually going to accomplish anything with that seller.
1: Exactly. Point number five, use the super secret app known as your mobile phone. Pick it up, talk into it, do this regularly. Use your phone more than you use digital communication. If you're about to text, email, tweet, or post, call instead. The more you use your phone, the better and more effective your conversations will be. Why? Because that's voice to voice and that's still has the highest value. The only thing better than that is face-to-face. Oh,
0: hold on, Julie. I'm a millennial or I'm a Generation Y or a Generation Z and we do everything digitally. Well, okay, think about what you just said, dear listener. You do everything digitally. That means everyone else does everything digitally. But if you actually know how to have actual conversations, you now know how to do something that everyone else doesn't know how to do. And you're doing something that everyone else doesn't think to do. That gives you the competitive advantage. That gives you... uh, absolute advantage in the marketplace especially when you're remembering the first few points we gave you on today's podcast if you want to have a absolute secret sauce how does bob get so many listings i don't think there's a millennial named bob on planet earth (laughs) but you guys get the point it's because he is willing to have those direct communication those direct conversations oh tim they texted me which means i have to text them back sure text them back and let them know you're calling and then pick up the phone call
1: (laughs) exactly right okay point number five have conversations, not just contacts. Don't contract contact-itis. Contacts on their own have no value. Appointments and contracts have value, so don't be confused. This usually comes as a result of learning how to circle prospect, which is at the coldest of cold calling, unless you're calling around your, well, your own recent sale or inviting somebody to an open house. Drill down, Julie, because that's really important. Yes, okay, so there's something that coaches call contact-itis. That's when you go to your coaching call and you say, hey, I did, I did a great job last week. I, I made about 150 contacts. Well, who did you call? Well, I was just circle prospecting, just listed and just sold. How many uh, appointments did you make? Nothing yet. But I made my contacts, so you end up feeling like you accomplished something because you're focusing on the contacts versus the contracts that come from actual appointments. And most of this comes from calling into the wrong category of prospects. Why is uh, cold calling and circle prospecting I'm not even going to say coached. Uh, why do you hear that from trainers? It's because it is the easiest way to get you on the phone it's and get you doing it re- something.
0: It, it requires and no skill. There's
1: no conflict.
0: There's no skill because you're letting people know about a new listing or whatever else.
1: Yeah, but so what?
0: Well, it's, that's the bottom line. If you want to learn how to be good at uh, something... What you want to do is you want to actually do, don't fake work, do the real work. Remember guys, do what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it at the highest, uh, you know, highest level consistently. Well, if you have a list of people to call, in on one hand, you have a list of expires. In the other hand, you have a list of people that book. are the phone book, right? Well, you want to call the expires, Tim, that's required. That's going to require skill. I might get rejected. That's going to be harder. Yep. True, true and true. And I got, I hope this happens to you. You're going to decide to start calling expireds, and I hope your first couple calls are the worst experience of, of your life, your professional life. In
1: the history of calling. I
0: hope that it is the worst thing that's ever happened to you. There is not a swear word this person did not think to call you, and you are melted like an ice cube in the middle of a you know Puerto Rican summer, right? <laughs> Let's just say that's what happens to you. Good. Get it over with. Now you know everything else after that's not going to be that big of a deal. Well, <laughs> I have a little extra secret for all of you. That ain't going to happen. Very, very rarely very are people rarely. rude. Very right. rarely. Um, and most times when they are, it's, uh, here's you know, the people that when you're calling, and this could be centers of influence and in past clients too, that are the most aggressive with you. Um, and that, you know, let's just say for the sake of an expired or even a for sale by owner or notice default or all the other 20 sources of different listing leads we teach you guys to uh, proactively lead generate too and they are a little aggressive, a little something's going on there, those are almost always the best leads. Otherwise, why would they be so emotionally engaged? In other words, the expired that you're calling on, the person's a little grouchy. Well, it turns out they're grouchy because they're under a lot of stress because the house didn't sell. They're a little grouchy because they needed the house to sell because they're now they need to move across the country. They needed the money to you know move up to their next home or whatever. The ones that you call, they'll you know great, let's come over, yeah, let's. They're easy to talk to. They're super friendly. And when you get to the question, so Mr. Seller, just so I'm clear, ideally, how soon do you need to sell this property? Which is a a question in the pre-qual script, and they say, well, you know, if it sells, it sells. If it Mm -hmm. doesn't, it doesn't. You guys get it? The ones that are like. You know, a little bit,
1: a little bit, I would say. Well, you get objections. Like they'll say to you, well, what are you going to do differently? You want to hear that.
0: Yes. You want the one. And, but those are the very ones that so many of you live in fear of ever coming in contact with. (laughs) But those are the ones you want to hear the most. Because they're the ones, as soon as you follow our overall system and our scripts and send the pre-listing pack, they're not only going to be the most motivated, but they're almost always the best long-term past clients too.
1: Yeah. And you solved their problem, right? Nobody ever thinks their house is going to expire, right? So you are the one that is the knight in shining armor. Okay. Point number six, be accurate and honest in your conversations. If you don't know the answer to a prospect or a client's question, simply say this, here's another script, warning. That's a great question, Max. I'm writing it down so I can bring you the answer this evening. What's the best number to call you at around 5 p.m.?
0: Or if you're meeting with the seller, obviously, you can just you know flip that around and just say you're going to answer the question. I, you don't want to guess or you don't want to wing it.
1: You'll find out for them.
0: You're going to find out the exact facts and you'll get back with them. Again, sometimes people ask things and the second the last breath of the question leaves their mouth, they're going to forget what they just said.
1: That's right. But you also don't want to find yourself BSing because they'll know that. You don't want to have something that you have to circle back and correct. And keep in mind too, this, this is a realtor problem. This is not a prospect problem. This is agents thinking that somehow they're supposed to know the answer to everything, which is an expression of ego. It's better to just write it down, circle back, you know, have some integrity. Sometimes
0: sellers will lay little traps and you guys do this too, right? Socially, sometimes you do. Mm-hmm. You'll ask a question that you either know the answer to 100% or at least 50%. And you'll see if the other person is going to basically bullshit you, right? It's true that sellers will do that. More sophisticated, more expensive sellers, sellers that have sold multiple times—that's their little lie detector. So be very cautious of that. And <laughs> yeah. if you actually are going to be somebody that says, "Mr. Seller, that's a fantastic question. Let me research that, so I'm not winging it, and I give you the 100% uh, answer to your question." That in itself could win you the listing because you've now risen above what their perception is of real estate agents.
1: There you go. Very well put. All right last but not least, point number seven, always 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 end every conversation with whom do you know that I should be calling to help them buy or sell a home?
0: Add on to that in this market or even if you want to take it to the next level level two of that question mm. is who are the two or three people mm-hmm. that you' th- uh, uh, two or three people that you know that I should be speaking to today about selling their home in this market and just shut up and see what they say.
1: Yes, and don't fall out of your chair when you get those referrals, too. Exactly.
0: Now, uh, this is, again, we've done a lot of coaching, a lot of podcasts around that particular topic. If you really want to drill down, which I know a lot of you do, and taking your game to the next level, if you're wondering why some agents seem to seamlessly, effortlessly you know, month after month have these amazing months where they're making so much money. It's because a lot of this stuff they've learned and they've internalized. If you want to have an unfair advantage in the marketplace, here's an idea. Do what the most successful agents in the world are doing, which is, you know, they've taken the time to become professionals. A lot of you have been successful, quote unquote, for a long period of time. And now you find yourself struggling. You're starting to doubt yourself Because maybe, you know, the set of rules that you were living by in this past market, which was making you achieve a certain level of income, those rules don't apply anymore. It's up to you to take action on updating your iOS. In order for you to be successful in the new market, which you can be, you're going to have to be the one that leads the way. Don't wait for the market to change back. You guys can join Premier Coaching right now. Just go to premiercoaching.com. The information on how to do that is obviously in the description of today's podcast and on the YouTube, uh, everywhere, just everywhere. Spotify, it does not matter where you're listening. Just scroll down. All the links are there or just go to premiercoaching.com. And yes, some of you did message me on Instagram. Julie is interested in taking on three to five additional private clients. If you're really ready to go to the top of the mountain and you want to hire, which many, many people have said Julie is the number one real estate coach in the nation. Yes, she's interested in working with three to five of you, but you have to text me directly, and yes, I will be pre-qualifying you, just so you know, and the way to text me is 512-758-0206, but this is just for those of you who are truly serious about your real estate careers, and you're ready to be held accountable at the highest level, text me directly at 512-758-0206. For a vast majority of you, Premier Coaching is definitely the next natural step. Just go to premiercoaching.com. In the meantime, thank you, thank you, thank you for keeping this number one listened to daily podcast for real estate professionals in at least the United States. You guys have a fantastic day. We'll talk with you on the show tomorrow.
1: This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.